Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hockey fans, if you'd like a copy of my new book, Tales with TR, Fights, Film, and Folklore, head on over to flankerpress.com. If you'd like a personalized copy for $25 plus shipping, email me at terryryan2020 at gmail.com. That's terryryan2020 at gmail.com. And gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode 129A of Tales with TR. I'm your host, Terry Ryan. Good to be with you all again. And thank you to the Rapid City Rush, Jarrett Reed, Scotty Bird, everybody involved down in Rapid City. We had an awesome time. I had an awesome time. I really mean that. I'd have gone anyway, right? I'd have gone anyway and done my thing. Of course, they were nice enough to bring me down, pay me a fee and do a job. However, so my point is that I would have gone anywhere, but this truly was somewhere I always wanted to try, wanted to see, wanted to try, wanted to check out. I wanted to see the sights. I had heard of the Rapid City Rush, didn't ever think I'd get there to see a game. Nice facility, some phenomenal hockey fans. Uh, just, I mean, like overwhelmingly nice. Uh, breakfast both days, like breakfast joints in the middle of town in the you know South Dakota's pretty remote in the United States. Love the vibe. A lot of similar-minded people to St. John's or or to Newfoundland in general. Um. And uh, anyway, just uh, people, you know, hey, are you the guy from Shorzy? I'm going. What? 
and in South Dakota in a breakfast joint, someplace I just walked to in the morning, but really, and, uh, you know, people talking with me about stats of people that played 20 years ago for a place that just got pro hockey or 12 or 13 years ago. And for a place that's, you know, I think Rapid City is 60,000. And that's the second biggest city. Sioux Falls is six hours away. South Dakota is huge. Um, and that's got just barely more than that. You know, it's not a heavy, heavily populated area. Um, and people really, really do know their hockey. And Jarrett Reed especially, thanks for taking me out. We saw the Deadwood. We saw Mount Rushmore. Everything that comes along with Deadwood, uh, you know, my whole life, like I've, I've mentioned here, I won't beat this to death, but, uh, you know, I've always known the story of Wild Bill Hickok and how he got shot in the back holding aces over eights in saloon number 10 by Jack McCall in Deadwood. So uh, that was when we when we pulled into Deadwood. and It's just probably, a, you know, the classic street is pretty preserved. I mean, it looks like exactly what I thought it would look like. You know, an old gold rush town that was built on the heels of the people that were migrating west. And uh, it's it's just wild because you go into uh, saloon number 10. Now they call it Wild Bills. And saloon number 10 is like the museum part at the back. And there was, you know, peak seasons long over. So when I went in there, the lady let me go downstairs by myself for 10 or 15 minutes. Now the whole... The whole town went through a bunch of floods, so there's been landfill, like 10 feet of landfill. So when you walk into Wild Bills, it's not where it authentically used to be. It's 10 feet up. But when you go into Wild Bills, then they have, you know, the part that was saloon number 10 is they've, you know, dug dug out where it used to be. Put the things back in there. The two walls are exactly what they were because they're rock walls but everything else was things that were there and placed as they were explained so it wasn't it was the area it wasn't the actual table that he sat at uh, or the actual chair but it was in the exact area and you know the artifacts around it were a lot of stuff that was in the room and they had it laid out just like it was uh, so it was, uh, and the bar was authentic, and you know, so it was cool. The way I had re- I, I had read it that it, it was going to go there, and it was just going to be symbolic. It wasn't going to be the same bar at all, but in fact, it was quite authentic, and uh, that was just part of it. And while Bill and Calamity Jane are buried next to each other up on the hill, we had it up there. Um, you know, I'd, I'd read all about it, so to. And the imagery that I'd read kind of matched exactly what I thought. And uh, anyway, it was big for me. And, you know, to know the history that happened, uh, Crazy Horse Memorial is uh, we didn't we didn't get a chance to go in, but we uh, we, we checked out that whole area. It was awesome. There's there's a lot of a lot of history, a lot of battles fought, you know, and all the conflict that took place in that part of the world, in that part of North America, a lot of it's documented and a lot of it happened right in that area. So it, it, listen, it was, uh, I could go on and on. 
that part was awesome. And then, of course, we hit the, the couple of games and the rush lost four to two. The first one, the second one, they won in overtime, which was great because that's the night we were all going out. And uh, just a lot of fun. And, you know, I did a live Q&A, which, which seemed to go over real well. Again, the fans were more knowledgeable than I thought when it came to not only hockey and, and the NHL and, and pro hockey in general, but Shorzy and Chicklets. You know, there was, there, was, there was questions from that dealt with each topic. And, and you know, people really dug it. And I, like I said, I like to get out there and talk with the folks who support my program and the things that I'm doing, being Chicklets and, and, and Shorzy and my books and things. I probably signed 12 books, too. And um, I mean, other than the ones I brought down. So, you know, you, you never know. Put these things out there, and I never really get a good grasp of who's taking in the information and buying the books. And but, you know, to to go to a Rapid City Rush game, far removed from anywhere I've been, or or my direct hockey footprint has, has made a mark. You know, uh, it was humbling. I guess it was it was fantastic. It was a good hockey vibe, and. Uh, you know, after I mean my live Q and A's, we went up and a few great fans sat and sat in the box with us, and and they, we mingled with pretty much everybody for for a while. It was it was a lot of fun, and I mean that everybody in the arena at some point. It seems to me I I tried to give everybody a chance anyway, and over the course of two games, had a lot of beers, a lot of great conversations. And saw some people that are near and dear to me, including Chris Bistel. We call him Beastie. He's the equipment manager in Idaho, of course. So they were playing the Rush, were playing the Idaho Steelheads, where uh, I used to play there. So same equipment manager. He hasn't changed a bit. It was real awesome to see him. So overall, uh, it was one of, honestly, one of the best hockey trips I've been on. <clears throat> and uh, best trips it was short and sweet in on thursday back sunday a uh, bit of a milk run too right st john's to toronto toronto to minnesota minnesota to rapid city but uh yeah each way there was no way around it it took 12 to 15 hours and uh, but whatever i love traveling and uh, as long as it's you know, you know what you're in for. So I just make sure to download some used to be movies, but I'm so busy now. I just go to YouTube and download uh, highlights, podcasts, things like that. Do some work, do some cameos, whatever it might be. So I, it's just a work day to me, and I'd rather have a work day in airports, meeting people from all over the world, getting a vibe from each city I'm visiting, than just sit in my living room like this anyway it was a, it was a blast and uh before i go any further i want to say so i've been working out i've got a role um yeah I will, i'll tell you about it when it happens but uh it's after christmas probably three or four months and i gotta you know i gotta change my physical appearance a little bit i gotta be a little bit bigger i won't say jacked but let's say more along that line than right now I do. I do a lot of cardio. I, I, I always have. I haven't pumped iron though in a long time. But I've been doing it for the past month or so with Ryan Power. I had him on here with power conditioning. 
And listen, it's been phenomenal. People have been asking me how it's going. We do a lot of core stuff. And I had some back issues. Nothing big, big, big time. But, you know, you, you put out your back a little bit. You're an athlete. You get to be my age. I'm sure a lot of people out there that I'm speaking with identify, you know, never too bad. But, you know, you put it out. And it takes a few days. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. Come back. Well, anyway, I find my back's a lot stronger. My core... Each day we work out, we do a lot of core stuff, and that I've, I've never really paid attention to like I should. And, uh, yeah, it feels great. I might as well say it now, power conditioning. Strength, movement, and balance for your body and mind. Anyway, it's been, it's been awesome, quick workouts that are very intense. If you're in the area here, I want to reiterate, you don't have to be a hockey player. You can you know, go in there and use the gym, and Ryan is a well knowledge he's got a lot of knowledge well-versed trainer hockey player um you know for the body and mind that's pretty much says it all i don't know his exact qualifications but i know that he knows what he's talking about and i've been doing real real well in there and i feel a lot better about my approach to each day i'm up earlier uh, i didn't think i had much to tweak at all when it came to yeah, you know, body and mind as far as, I, you know, I was in a good place. I am in a good place as an athlete, as a person. I, I, I feel, you know, positive vibes, but there's no way around it. I've felt even better since I've been in there, man. Uh, to uh, I've, And I've never pumped iron. Like I said, I, I hated it even when I played because the Habs, I think, wanted me to be 215 or 220, and I didn't, and, and you know, probably – I, I didn't. I, I didn't like it. I, I found it each pound I can feel. Um, you know, mobility decreases. Um, you know, and even, even when I was, you'd think it would help in a hockey fight, but it didn't help me. I'd rather be able to go a long time and be a little bit wiry. I'd rather under 200 for myself, let alone 220. So they would give me those programs and stuff. And I'd, to be honest with you, I wouldn't even look at it. I, it, it was horseshit. So I'd come home here. I, I did have a trainer now, Farron Burns, and we would do a lot of, uh, you know, a lot. I'm not saying I didn't work out. I, I would do a lot of uh, what I call plyometrics, a lot of circuit training with very, very light weights. And, uh, you know, I made sure I was in shape. To me, it was more about cardio. But now I've, I've got to work out. I got to pump a lot of iron you know, 16, 12, 8, 4 kind of thing. And uh, anyway, I've been doing it in there, and it's it's been, yeah, it's been a fantastic experience so far. So I figured I'd mention that. You know, anything, if you're out there, and a lot of people, I get a lot of emails still about, um, what, about mental health, you know, anxiety, depression, which is something, again, I think we all go through, right? A lot of people go through it, some to, to a bigger degree than others. But, you know, even if you're, like, just a lot of people email me. And, and you know, money issues aren't the only issues. Um, some people have lost close relatives or friends. Or, I mean, I could go in, just think about anything that could make you depressed. It's all tragic stuff, right? And uh, it's unfortunate, but life goes on no matter what it is. And if you do, if you, if you pick something, it doesn't have to be working out. For me, it's usually something, I like this now, I'm pumping iron. It's like discovering a new sport, right? And, and I enjoy that. But 
you know, a lot of people don't. And, you know, uh, uh, as an athlete, of course, I like to challenge myself and get out there and, you know, it's, it, yeah, it's not just the body for me when it comes to physical working out or, or any sport, athletic pursuit, whatever you might say, but because it, it does help my mind and my my well-being, I feel. But for some people, you might you you might not be able to be active, man. I don't know. You might have hurt your leg. You might not have a leg. I, you know, there's all kinds of reasons that working out might be uh, not beneficial to your perfect or to your specific situation. But pick um, maybe you're, you maybe you've always wanted to paint. And you've never done that. Go out and buy a canvas, stand it up by the window. I don't know, whatever fuck painters do. And, you know, go to work. Maybe you've always wanted to learn the guitar. And, you know, maybe you got no hands and you want to read a book finally. You know, you've been putting it off. You, 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 you're not a, you know, something that you've never done. Maybe some people like to try new things. Some people like to, I guess some people like to sleep, but there's got to be something out there for each and every one of us that of all shapes and sizes and all possibilities that you like to, that, that might challenge you a little bit. I highly recommend pursuing it because especially now, I won't get into, but with social media nowadays, with the stressors of just everyday life that are more in your face. Uh, I, I like to challenge myself, and I think that it's important for us all as humans to keep, you know, to, and, I, and I don't just mean for yourself. There's a lot of pent-up frustration and, and, and rage with a lot of social stances, political situations now. And, you know, it can't hurt to get out there and, and, and do something that you've always wanted to do to pursue some goal. Try something new. I highly recommend it. So, moving on. I said I, said I would recommend some music. And I got people that listen to this, um, you know, from all ends of the spectrum because... You know, I, whenever I go out in public and I uh, talk about my podcast, music comes up a lot. Uh, the different guests come up a lot. And people love to talk about, well, movies and music. And I know I said I'd talk about those things more. So, listen, I was talking in Buffalo. This was a few months ago. And I ran into some huge Patsy Cline fans. And I also went to the Patsy Cline Museum a few months before that in Nashville. And I, I don't think I ever really mentioned Patsy Cline much on here, but I'm a huge fan. I, when I grew up, I, and, and Patsy Cline died at 30 years old in a plane crash, but I didn't know that. So we, had, we had the movie called Sweet Dreams, but I never really watched it all the way through. And uh, my, my mom, that was one of her favorites. My dad always had all kinds of music on the go, but if I was upstairs with mom, say, I don't know, having toast and tea on the way to school in the morning. I, I seem to remember that my, when my grandfather was alive and his mother, my great-grandmother, I remember 
Patsy Cline being played a lot, you know, and um, we had the classic record player that I actually still have here with me now within a arm length. Love listening to my vinyl. But uh, I used to be, you know, Patsy Cline was always, and I didn't realize she was passed away. I didn't realize that. So it was a bit of a shock when I watched the movie in the 80s. And uh, when I watched it straight through, spoiler alert, everybody, she's dead. But anyway, so anyway, that, that's just my Patsy Cline story about growing up. But I really, I, I <clears throat> Rolling Stone used to have the top 500 albums and I would go through. I mean, they still do. But, uh, you know, most of it's online. They used to have a, a book that came out. Every few years they would update it. And I remember it was, I went out and, I mean, we we have pretty much everything by Patsy Cline. But there's, I think, the one recommended in Rolling Stone. And the one that I bought here recently is called uh, The Ultimate Collection. And I only say that because you can get any greatest hits package, but the ultimate collection has a few, you know, it's got the hits, but it's also got my favorite non-hits. So if you share my taste, I recommend the ultimate collection. Some of you are going, who's Patsy Cline? Um, Walking after midnight, I fall to pieces, crazy. And my favorite, I've got your picture. She's got you. Anyway, is if you're an old school country fan, this sound isn't for everybody. But if you like, I don't know, you know, Waylon Jennings or Johnny Cash, Chris Christopherson, Loretta Lynn, I don't know, Martina McBride. You know, if you like, uh, Patsy Cline was, I believe she passed away in the late 50s or early 60s. So this is going way back. It's got a twang to it. But it's not to be uh, underestimated. It's fantastic music. It's well-written, and it's sung passionately by Patsy Cline, who's got a fantastic voice anyway. And check out her story. The movie's called Sweet Dreams. We used to have it on VHS. I haven't heard tell of it in 40 years, 30 years. But uh, it's out there somewhere, and it's an interesting story, but even better hits collection. If you're in the country, check out Patsy Cline. NFL Sundays are only getting better, and so are the incredible offers at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, and point totals. With bigger payouts than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is my go-to when betting on the NFL. So, what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use the promo code THPN, and place a $5 pre-game Moneyline bet to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Again, that's promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. If you like hip-hop, I'm going to go to an album that came out when I was 10 years old. I learned it's called Paid in Full by Eric B. and Rakim. Rakim? Rakim. Uh... 
It's got a bunch of hits. It's it uses seventies funk. You know, it samples seventies funk. Uh, mid to late eighties. So I was going to school. Our bus driver used to have these cassettes, and he was clearly into rap. That's all we listened to. But I got into it that way. My dad didn't have much hip hop or rap at home, so my favorite was Beastie Boys' "License to Ill." Uh, I liked Run DMC right from the first time I heard "Walk This Way," and especially the video. The video for "Walk This Way" by Run DMC. I won't give anything away, but check that out if you haven't seen it. It's fantastic. It's rock and roll meets rap for not the first time but close to and it's funny it's catchy and it's interesting anyway eric b so paid in full uh, you know it, it was just it, it, it was a fresh sound uh it was i guess one of my first memories of when i really said you know i gotta go out and buy a hip-hop or you know then it was called a rap by a rap album and I bought a bunch and that was one of them. So paid in full to me is the best song on it. That's, that's the namesake of the album, but uh, other hits are, I ain't no joke. I know you got soul move the crowd. It's all pretty funky and it samples, you know, 70 stuff like George Clinton and parliament. I like those sounds anyway. At that time, a lot of people were experimenting with sampling as far as I know was, fairly new and it was the flavor of the year of the time of the era kind of thing so of all of it and some sucked but uh that to me is it's underrated i never hear it anymore and i figured you know i could sit here and just ramble on and on about something you've already heard but uh for me that was that defined one of my hip-hop but that defined hip-hop for me in the late 80s and I don't hear it anymore so check it out Eric B and Rakim paid in full so there you go Patsy Klein, the ultimate collection and paid in full what now uh, for my buddies in Montreal I'll be there I'm going to take my daughter up uh, Super Bowl weekend to see a couple games Really looking forward to that, and it's long overdue. But I'm glad I didn't do it when she was five or six because she wouldn't really know what was happening. But now, you know, she has an appreciation. Of, two years ago, the Habs went to the final, and, you know, her whole school was... I shouldn't say her whole school, but, you know, the way it is in playoffs when there's a Canadian team, especially one that people cheer for. You know, all the students in there that cheer for the Habs are a little bit louder. Uh, it's on the TVs more. You just... It's part of the, you know, the the vibe of what's going on. It's uh, of the moment. So her, a lot of her friends, you know, the Montreal Canadiens came in the, to her radar outside of my house a couple of years ago. And we went to see the Jays play. We've gone to some concerts now. She's used to big crowds, likes them. And, uh, you know, knows where Montreal is now that I played there. Penny Lane's 12 going on 13, going on 20 in a lot of ways. But Montreal's cool anyway, even without the the Habs. And pretty much everything, though, you know, from the restaurants, old Montreal, even the rides in old, old Montreal, like ziplining and stuff, they're a little bit geared towards older kids. So I think now she could appreciate it more so than ever 
Whereas, you know, you'd want to take a kid a little bit younger, maybe to Disneyland or Disney World or wherever. Um, we did Canada's Wonderland there a couple of months ago, but I'm really looking forward to this. So is she. So for my buddies out there and uh, that get their information lately, on uh, me through my podcast, I will be there that uh, during that time. So either see me at the game, shoot me a note, and uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. To be honest, um, people are asking me about Nasty Morasty, and uh, if I'm going to have him back on. Great response. First of all, thanks to Nasty for doing that. You know, I had him recorded twice in Sudbury when we were doing Shorzy and both didn't work. I've only had three podcasts ever that didn't work out. But by that, I mean I recorded them and lost them somewhere. Somewhere. And I, honestly, I brought my computer into the shop, everything and, and nothing. We can't find them, so I must have accidentally erased them. I don't know how it happened. One was with James Chicky Mentez, the coach of the opposing team in uh, Chicklets, for those that watched, uh, that I was yelling at. He is my friend, contrary to popular belief. But uh, we won some world championships with ball hockey together. He's actually one of the best players who ever played. Anyway, I did one with him, and his daughter plays pro hockey now. It was great. I was crying during it. It was so emotional. And lost that completely. And two with Nasty up in... Sudbury. So I said, you know, rather than bother the guy, I'll wait a few months. So I finally had him on. It was a bit overdue, and people really loved it. And a lot of people that listen to this from the film industry that, uh, you know, because I got a lot of, and, and I, I don't mean just Shorzy fans. I work on set of a film industry, of a film industry. The fucking marbles out of your mouth. Um, work on the set of lots of films. Uh, this week, for example, I'm going in for a day of set dressing on Hudson and Rex here in town. Next week, I'll do some background and, you know, I do a lot of things. But for the most part, that's what I'm doing. And I'm friends with a lot of the crew. A lot of the crew have tuned in, you know, and, and, and kind of got into hockey or get their hockey through this or through me when I go in and see them. So they're not always informed on the day-to-day -day happenings of hockey, nor do they care. They just like hearing the stories. You know, I think they like grasping the rules, of which, I mean, hockey, you don't really need to know much, right? I mean, if you know soccer and you look, you know, same sort of thing. I know there's a lot of differences, but someone that, say, knows soccer, it's not hard to explain hockey. Well, there's a net, right? There's five players. You're on skates. There's no out of bounds. But generally, I have to put the puck into that net like you got to put the ball in, right? Three periods as opposed to two halves. But you don't need to know the specific rules of the game, offsides or neutral zone trap, even systems. You don't need to know any of that. What you need to know is that hockey, there, there's some people score, some people fight, there's coaches, there's fans. You know, the basics, you can kind of get by and appreciate a story. So, you know, I often talk about fighting on here, but I don't always have someone who's such an accomplished fighter, right? 
I have people that might have dropped their gloves. Sometimes I have musicians on. Sometimes I have, but you know, a, a lot of the hockey players, even when it comes to Aaron Asham, who fought a lot, there's still a lot of other things to talk about, especially with myself and Ash. But you know, Ash had 45 goals twice in junior. Nasty is a. I'm not saying he can't play. You heard him. Growing up, he was one of the best bantams in the. But you know, he he made a decision to be a hockey enforcer early. I'm going to drop my gloves. I'm going to fight the toughest possible guys on the other team every time. I often I'm going to get one or two shifts, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to not complain, and I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. And that means throwing a lot, but it also means taking a lot of punches. And I guess to hear that from somebody that's so, and he loves doing it, and he loved doing it. And, you know, I mean, God, I, I love the feeling while it was happening, but I can't say that I loved taking a punch in the face. It definitely, I, I identify with him when he, you know, for those that listened, when, when, you know, how taking a punch gets you into it maybe and, and helps light a fire inside. But I'm not saying hopefully I get hit. It's a result of getting hit. I often am more into the fight, but to like getting hit, I hadn't heard that in a while. And anyway, a lot of people, he was a great guest for that reason, but I got to get him back because there's a lot more to it. We only had uh, 30 or 40 minutes that day, but yeah, I mean, Nasty has some stories within the stories and he's willing to tell them. And so I'm going to get him back and, uh, you know, you can, you can keep track online. You can see stats online, but look at some of the places that he's played and think of some of the individuals he might have come across and think of the stories then that he might have because of that. I'll be back on Got Your Back podcast tomorrow with uh, Struts and Shogger, Ryan Rashog and Jason Strudwick. In Edmonton, check that out. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, talking to the boys again. Haven't been on in a week and a half. Appreciate Ryan, who's also been a guest. I got to get Struds on here too, don't I? Um, you know, I might get Struds on. Who knows? This week, I have a few options this week, but uh, it's going to depend on Thursday and Friday, as it often does. Scheduling could be a bit of a problem, so I can't tell you right now who the guest is going to be. It's going to be Jason Strudwick real soon, though. And uh, it's probably going to be a Friday afternoon or Friday night. But I got a few options. Just want to give it anyway. But, um, yeah, so we're doing Got Your Back. And I am normally on after the Oilers games. And it's been intriguing watching that team. I've been really enjoying it. I like a reason to watch. So I've literally watched every second of the Oilers this season. And, I mean... There could be worse teams to work for. Holy shit. Even when they lose, just some fantastic action. And I'm not just talking about Dreisaitl and, and McDavid, although they're mesmerizing, and McDavid is off. I will say, if McDavid goes and wins the scoring again this year, which then I'll start putting him in the conversation. I know people think I'm old school all the time when I say Gretzky Lemieux. But it's longevity more than anything. Like I often say, 16 years in a row, only one of those guys won the scoring. It's it's phenomenal. And some of the things that they individually did, I'm just on a relative level against their 
peers and they rose so far above, you know, they were just the best, the most dominant athletes in any sport. But it's starting to look like that, isn't it? McDavid, my God, it's where those guys, it was hockey IQ and you could, it was almost like watching an artist at work. Like, cause they would also sometimes, I mean, both though, really fast. Wayne Gretzky's real fast and people think he's a bad skater. I don't know how that, because he's so humble. He's never pumped it, but I don't know. Watch the shorthanded goal he gets in the playoffs against Calgary and tell me that he doesn't go zero to 60. And like, you know, not like McDavid, but pretty quick. Uh, but those guys were more, you know, they were so creative to watch and seamless and beautiful almost. I'm not saying McDavid isn't, but man, he's doing it with speed that is unheard of. I mean, Patrick Kane has speed with the puck. You know, Denny Savard had speed with the puck. But uh, even Paul Coffey's the best, most smooth D skater that I, I mean, there's been a lot, but he's probably my favorite to watch. And it was a different kind of speed. It's, it's just lightning. It's dynamic. It's with, with, with McDavid. I mean, it's phenomenal to watch, but outside of that too bad for uh, Evander Kane, the guys kind of turned his life around at least his hockey situation. I can't speak for everything, but you know, and he gets, uh, takes a skate over the arm out three or four months, but I like watching him too. Darnell nurse. Uh, anyway, I could go down the list. Jack Campbell's got, and what you're going to do there for a guy that gets so down on himself and he's playing pretty poorly, but I wish him the best. I hate to see guys go through that struggle. You know, clearly Jack Campbell right now is really going through a hard time. And for every fan out there that says, I don't pity him at all. He makes millions. You know, you can go fuck yourselves first of all, because money isn't always the key to happiness. And if you genuinely care about your team and your job, you genuinely care like he does clearly. I don't care how many millions you're making. It has nothing to do with money. I'm sure it, from the other perspective, he probably thinks to himself, you know, judging by what he says that, you know, I'm letting people down. I'm making all this money and I better earn it. I mean, you should be happy about that. Some people laugh all the way to bank. Don't give a shit what their stats say. Let it play out. And then, you know, live on the high horse the rest of their lives. At least this guy gives a shit, which is why I, ever be, I, I have every bit of confidence. He was an all-star last year. You know, you talk mental health. You're out there. You, if you're listening to this and you, you're having a hard time, whatever it might be, look, it happens to everybody. Listen to what he says and look, look at how he's playing right now. Clearly, the guy's having some issues. It happens to people of, of all races, shapes, sizes, of all incomes. But I stop short when people say, oh, I don't care. He's making money. That's ridiculous. You got a guy out there that's going through a hard time because he wants to do, do his best for his team. So I wish him nothing but success. <clears throat> Has it been a struggle? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Don't like to see that. And uh, Jack Campbell is a mighty fine goalie. And shout out to Stuart Skinner, their backup, who's really starting his NHL career on the right note. Solid goalie, and is uh, hey, that's that's the way it happens when you're a goaltending tandem. 
One has to pick up when the other's down. What's that, Penny Lane? Penny Lane's getting ready for school. I'm doing this at uh, 7 a.m. Okay. Hey, Penny Lane, come out for a sec. Penny Lane's uh, been ready for school now. Just got into basketball and volleyball. And has soccer pretty much every day. She's she's a very busy girl. And I can't believe how much soccer's in the winter now, which is awesome. Uh, we didn't really have that back when I was when I was a kid. No, but around here we had lots of hockey, obviously, but the ice wasn't on all, all summer all the same. Now it is. But I played all-star soccer and everything. We won the Atlantics one year, Mount Pearl. Jeremy Charles, who's been on here. I'm going to have him on again. My buddy, the chef, was arguably the best player in Newfoundland for his age. But we couldn't just train all winter long. These guys have a place called the Technoplex. They have the Reed Center. There's a few places now that are built for that reason, kind of indoor everything but they play a lot of soccer now lately she's gotten into volleyball and basketball and i thought so i went to watch her play volleyball and one of the parents next to me actually one sec here hey how's everything good what's your favorite part about let's say uh hmm, basketball so far i like stealing the ball from people so you take pride in defense i you know i'm saying this uh, people, I really haven't seen her play much. We went down and took some shots at the courts to get her ready, but her basketball ambitions are in the hands of her coach, Johnny Andrews. Uh, and how's soccer going? Going really well, and I'm getting really good with the ball. Oh, yeah, you're improving. So you tried out for the provincial team there a couple months ago. How did that go, and what are your plans in the near future when it comes to soccer? It went really well because I made the provincial team and I made the Vancouver Whitecaps, which is they pick eight people from my age in Newfoundland to make it. So. And what do you guys do? You Do you practice? Are you going on a trip? What's the point of the Whitecaps program, which you're newly involved with? Um, we are going on a trip, but we don't know where it is yet. And it's like we do like fast drills and it gets you more touches with the ball. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And you, you guys are really coming along, I must say, as a group. And as far as Mount Pearl, you play on what? The Mount Pearl under? 13 for my second year. And your school, what grade are you in now? Grade 7. Favorite subjects? Um, French, art, and English. You just started getting graded this year on a level. You know, grade 6, there was still coloring involved. Now you're doing algebra you're breaking down books. You're, you know, grade seven's a lot harder than grade six. How's that going? It's fine, I think. What's your, how's your average doing? And what, uh, what's your favorite assignment so far? And then I'll let you go. My average is a 98. Well, it was a 99, but now it's a 98. And um, my favorite project that I've done was my, uh, my book talk, where I had to like talk about a book and bring an object, or one about we had to. Um, talk about chimpanzees and we could like we had like um we can add like a green screen in the back 
and like add stuff in the background and we had to make a video about chimpanzees and I just finished that yesterday. Fantastic. It seems like you're off to a great start. Last question. Your favorite part about the Toronto Zoo? It's been about, what, two months since we've been to Toronto and it's all sunken in by this point. What was your favorite? Well, I mean, not the trip. We could go on and on, but just the zoo in general. Um, My favorite part was that it was like really big and it felt real. Like there was just animals in the wild. Not a lot of them were like big caged up indoors. They were kind of like outside. And then my favorite were the polar bears, the flamingos and the penguins okay well you know what sounds like you got it figured out we're in a good a good time right now you're you're ready you're ready for school you're up early you and giggy giggy's my mom by the way gail ryan giggy's gonna take her for a bite to eat and then up to school and you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go for a bike ride the sun's just coming up it's a crisp fall morning not too cold maybe maybe some long johns but I'm going to take my bike and I'm going to ride out to Bowering Park and I'm going to listen to podcasts and I'm going to be back with you guys in two days from now uh, with a mystery guest. Thanks a lot for tuning in to Tales with TR, episode 129A. Remember, if you're in St. John's, Mr. Lube has two locations, Torbay Road and Camount Road. Live, laugh, lube. You can now get tire orders online. Power conditioning for the strength, for your strength, movement, and balance for your body and mind. And folks, I also want to say Pitbull Pain Relief. Do you guys remember I was talking about Kodiak Pain Relief, the pain sticks that I swear by? Well, I haven't mentioned it in a while because they were going through a change. Now they're Pitbull Pain Relief. They're up and ready to go. I have a website. Bear with me. The website is pitbullpainrelief.com and the email is pitbullpainrelief at gmail.com. Okay, so if you want to email them, contact them at pitbullpainrelief at gmail.com. If you want to check the website, pitbullpainrelief.com. If you mention, if you mention Terry Ryan sent you or referred them in what, whatever way, uh, you'll get I believe it's 10%. I'm not sure, but you'll get a deal. And I'll also get um, I guess I'll get a pain relief stick. They said, hey, T-Bone, we'll send you some product. Just get them. Refer them. Okay, to Terry and all the orders. Listen, that's not a big deal. If you can, mention my name. If not, I don't really give a shit. I, I just hope that this help, this works for you. Now, I'm an athlete that has my a lot of my joints it's kind of arthritic in parts of my body i'm telling you nothing has ever worked like this i used to mention it kodak kodak kodiak now it's pitbull pain relief and there's way more where that came from my favorite of the pain sticks these guys are evolving by the minute so check it out pitbullpainrelief.com if you're in downtown st john's and you want to go for a beer check out tj's check out rob roy green sleeves trinity pub or the Bull and Barrel. I mean, there's all kinds of places to go. Support local. Those are my favorite places. Check out. If you're going to eat, why not eat at Merchant Tavern? The cornerstone of downtown St. John's. Of course, Blue on Waters, close by. Another great spot to eat. And Wedgwood Cafe. Who could, who, who could forget at the end of Elizabeth Avenue? The great chef, Peter Wedgwood. They also do catering. Great people. True Hockey, take what's yours, folks. This has been episode... 
129A of Tales with TR. Thanks a lot for tuning in. I'll be back with a fantastic guest. Three great options. Check back with me in two days from now. Thanks very much for tuning in. I'll catch you all on the rebound.